This is the good, bad, and the ugly, isn't it? Some ugly shit out there, kids. Let's make the world safer for poetry. So we're here uh, in the back space in O.C. Haley, the NOLA DNA Studios. Got to figure out a better name for this place, but it's still... <laughs> and we're, uh, yeah. So you, And you're preparing for your party tonight? Yeah, birthday party tonight, which... Uh, Wait, is your I birthday guess, today or tomorrow? It's the uh, 21st, October 21st. 21st. But it's, but it's uh, my, my designer uh, uh, friend uh, who works with me a lot with NOLA DNA, uh, Julia Savin, her birthday is tonight, so... It's kind of Julia's birthday into my birthday, birthday party. Yeah. It's yeah, nice, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, actually, I was looking at this a bunch of other 20s, 20 October 20s. I didn't know. Um, I just found this out recently, but my old roommate, my old roommate Joe Gray's birthday is the 20th. Okay. I think I kind of remember that, knew that, but but uh, but I think it all just kind of came to play. Hopefully, he'll be here tonight too for his birthday, and um, one of my old business partner friends, Chris's birthday is today, and it's a lot of birthdays today. So if you're in New Orleans, and I don't know if this will come out before that, but maybe it will. Uh, <laughs> maybe you can stop by Nola DNA for, for a party, but you should come stop by anyway. Come check it out once it once it's functioning. Yeah, fully. it's going to be, basically it's going to be, the situation over here is like sort of big thinking, lots of paper, lots of printing presses, printing type, you know. I, I really want this place to be a, uh, a spot where people can think big and, and create some things. And, you know, like... Like, um, I don't know, Joseph, you've been to at least a dozen of my parties over the years. Yeah. People who come tonight, I think, are always expecting a little, uh, like, making. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's part of the parties, yeah. right? We make shit. Yeah, actually we actually print some stuff, stuff up. During the These boots, the I'm going to put out a bunch of fun things for people to do. And Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. See the Spirograph sitting behind you as I yeah. think it's set out? Yeah, the Spirograph is great. I love the, I love the Spirograph. <laughs> people forget about the Spirograph. No, Spirograph is cool. It's hard to use, though. It is hard to use. You gotta, you gotta get really the, the pens. You gotta get the pen. You gotta get a good pen. Uh, but yeah, we're, uh, you know, we've been thinking a lot about, you know, um, I, I'm moving, I'm, mo- I've been moving my focus and, and, uh, and business and I'm, and I'm editing right now for a, a tech, tech developer. And I, I've been thinking a lot yeah, about, yeah. a lot about different, uh, ways that technology interfaces with language and just, you know, and thinking about, you know, new ways that we can process old data. And, uh, I think, uh, a lot of, a lot of times it comes up. Um, I was at a conference a few months ago and, uh, I took a class on writing a chatbot with IBM. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then I went down to the main conference and then I immediately registered poetrychatbot.com, which, which isn't up yet, but I, we have it. And you started writing your chatbot. I started writing it. Yeah. Okay, I started writing nice. it with uh, IBM. Just like, uh, it's, it's not that complicated actually. And you can do it for free and you can get in on their Watson system and you can, you basically the way that the way that um, so you're doing the IBM because I know there's a couple of different there's a couple of different ones yeah. Like, I don't know. yeah and the IBM one is it's interesting uh, so so just just so people understand like how to write one of these like sort of machine learning IBM well this is an IBM one but they kind of all work pretty much the same way but isn't it oh, well let me see if I understand so you're basically like creating a decision tree almost like if Correct. someone says you know you ask this if someone responds this way. Correct. Chatbot responds this way, someone does mm-hmm. this way, right? But there's some flexibility in that. But. There's a lot of flexibility in it, and you can also do other interesting things. Like you can, you can, you can have a, you can create a menu. So when, so when the user asks a question, 
hey, uh, poetry chatbot, what can you do? Then you it'll oh, it'll answer with yeah, a big yeah, menu, yeah. and then you'll, it'll have you know twenty different things that you can do, and then you can ask it questions within that framework. So you can, and and it also kind of learns on the fly too. So the more questions it's answer it's asked, it figures out it figures what things out, what, what things yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But it is really particular, and it is kind of like the mincing of words. You know, you really have to get the language right, and you have to predict the way that people are going to ask for things. You know so what I mean? So I assume like, once you go, once it's actually operational. You can tweak it a lot more. You can tweak it a lot yeah. more, and yeah. you can figure out the the little like issues and errors that it's having. You know, because if it, if 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 you say, um, you know, explain to me, uh, uh, explain to me the color of the sky, but then someone else says, you know, someone else says, someone else asks, what is the color of the sky? You know, you can you can basically like uh, train it so that it'll it'll ba- it'll focus more on like the second half of the question, like color of the sky, yeah, rather yeah. than what is or tell me or whatever like the direction it is. So you can you can really focus it on you know understanding phraseologies and things, and you really basically you, it's like a baby. You have to teach it everything. You have to teach it the question that's going to be asked and then the answers. So what it's is get. the goal of the poetry chatbot? What is what is the po- poetry chatbot helping you with? Yeah, I was thinking a lot about that. Like, I was thinking, like, what I would do with the poetry chatbot, and I was thinking it, it could be interesting, like, um, to, it could be an interesting, uh, thing to help people maybe write their poetry. So, uh-huh. it, it, it could be like, okay, I need an, I need another line for my poem. Here's, here's the next line. But, but I think, like, what's tricky about the poetry chatbot is, and it could be, it could be totally tied into a neural network. It could be tied into. I mean, that'd be awesome. That might be, I mean, I don't know how you'd have to figure out how to do that, though. Uh, it's possible. It's possible to use Watson because yeah. we can. Because we can use. We could use. We could. We could embed um, the whole. There's a way to. to wait, there's a way that you could run it through Watson. You already have to generate a bunch of stuff, I guess. Yeah. Because it takes a long time for those neural networks to. It does process. But, but you could. But you could technically back it up with a neural network. There's yeah, a way to yeah. do that. There's a way to do that. So it'd be an interesting thing. So yeah. So I don't know. But we've been. I. I th- I've been thinking. A lot about like you know where we are with technology and how that's going to intersect with poetry. I- I'm starting to see it a little bit. I'm. I think we're starting to see uh, a little bit um, of of this stuff sort of starting to happen a little bit. I, I, well, but I, it's been going on in theory for a long time. Well, it has been right, but it was just it's the technology is getting better, right? But I mean, what is the? When do you think people first started playing with this idea of like computer generated poetry? Well, there was a thing in the eighties, uh, in the mid eighties. This uh, gentleman, Bill Chamberlain, in New York, was was playing around with um, this uh, simple, basic pro. Uh, you know, it's a basic programming language. Um, he programmed this on a Z eighty micro with sixty four k of RAM. That's that's it. That's like it's a super simple streamlined thing called Ractor. I don't know if anyone's ever seen this before, heard of this. I think it's one of the little like um I guess we'll call it like a like a like a like a dead end alleyway of the of the of the UbuWeb conceptual poetry um on UbuWeb. It's UbuWeb forward slash concept forward slash Ractor. Yeah, I've definitely like played or read read through a bunch of that stuff on UbuWeb before, but here's a piece. At all events, my own essay and dissertations about love and its endless pain and perceptual pleasure will be known and understood by all of you who read this and 
Talk or sing or chat about it to your worried friends or nervous enemies. Love is the question and the subject of the essay. We will commence with a question. Does steak love lettuce? This question is implicably heard and inevitably difficult to answer. Here is a question. Does an electron love a proton or does it, or does it love a neutron? Here is a question. Does a man love a woman or to be specific, to be precise, does Bill love Diane? The interesting and critical response to this question is no. He is obsessed and infatuated with her. He is loony and crazy about her. That is not the love of steak and lettuce, of electron and proton and neutron. And dissertation will show that the love of a man and a woman is not the love of steak and lettuce. Love is interesting to me and fascinating to you, but it is painfully it is painful to Bill and Diane. That is love. Hmm. Right? I think we talked about Raptor before, but it was a long time ago in a previous episode. But there's some controversy of how much human touch actually wrote this or not. Because even just listening to that, right, that's awful circular and awful, like, comes back to things that make sense. Almost too good, right? It's hard to believe that a computer in the 1980s, or when was this? In 84. 84, was, was writing something that cogent. And I mean, maybe it's just that they cleaned it up afterwards, but it feels very... It does feel very clean, and I think that they, they, I mean, they say, except for this, except for this, the introduction, the book was all written by a computer, so, you know, maybe, and then they had to go and in and proofread for spelling, and... I think we talked about this for a while before, and you know what? You were saying in one of the articles you were looking at that it said the thing about the illustrations. I think I found some of the illustrations. Really? I think I have them in the show notes for that. It might have been the it might have been the episode where we did the technology and poetry thing way at the beginning, like episode three or whatever. Okay. Not with Jet. Was it with Jess? I'll have to look. Yeah. Was yeah. It, okay. I have to look at the show notes. I think there might be some images from it on there already. All right. Well, but that's a, yeah, but it's so. That's pretty early in as far as computers are going, and people were already experimenting with this idea of having computers write poetry. But they don't really get into how he how they did it exactly, huh? Raktor actually came from a shortened form of the word raconteur, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> um, it would only accept uh, the, the for some reason the name the limit was a six um, six uh, character delineation, so it had to shorten uh, it had to shorten the name of itself to six characters apparently. <laughs> Which is funny in and of itself. But I mean, think, okay, so just say that they're dropping in, you know, all this, all this stuff, and then it, it, it cuts it up to this language that we're, this, this sort of concise, concise bits of language that we're thinking. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, what goes in and what comes out, right? Like, yeah, if absolutely. You, what, what you, what you put in is what you put, what you pull out. So it's, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like, uh, you know, where are we going to go with this? I think, like, as a technology, um, there's been a lot of play with these neural networks and, and poetry, and I, I think like maybe to different different um, results. Some are good, and some are. But good. I haven't seen. I've seen people use it for other things, but I really haven't seen that much of people using it for poetry. Really. Well, this brings it up an interesting conversation because I think like poetry um, is like already a cut up. In a way, it's already this sort of well, like that's dis- why it seems dis- like it's perfect right, in fragmented some language. Right? Yeah, true, true. Um, but oddly, people try to use it for other. I think the main thing you see it being used for, right, are like funny things, 
like people like feed it a bunch of like newspaper headlines and then try to have the computer come up with its own newspaper headlines or yeah, like tweets or something like that's, that's easy. People tend yeah, well, that's why I think people do it because if you're trying to make it make sense, shorter things like that I think work better. Actually, I think I can't remember which paint company. Some paint company recently came up with names for their colors of paints using a neural network. Oh, right. Like they, uh, and they were weird. It was like, um, I can't remember. Just strange what was names that, of things. Uh, what was that cartoon, the guy with the star on his, he had like a red shirt and he had a star. It was like a popular cartoon for a while. Huh. Um. He had like a round head. One of it had like that thing's name in it because I think that's what the computer came up with somehow. Interesting. I don't yeah, know exactly what you're talking about, but, but I, I don't know. We could probably find that out. I'll, I, maybe I can put a link to the paint thing because I know that that someone did that. But it's like people use it more like that for like funny things. Although I guess some people have tried to use it for. You said you found one like about a a, a novel, huh? Well, in Japan, yeah, in Japan, uh, they wrote um, a Japanese AI program. Um, wrote a short novel, and apparently it gained some uh, critical acclaim and um, was uh, submitted for a literary prize. (laughs) Uh, The novel is actually called The Day a Computer Writes a Novel. (laughs) I wonder what they fed into it to come up with that. Um, Well, um, uh, well, it was, I mean, it says officially the novel is written by a very human team that led the AI program's development. So, I mean, this is, again, we get back to the other, the thing is like, okay, does it, does it, is it really writing a novel or is it not writing a novel? It's like, who's, who's behind it, you know? Um, well, I think when it comes to like novels or anything like that, you're definitely, for it to be at all readable at this point, you're going to have to have a lot of human control over the thing. Or to to be readable. But I wonder, maybe with poetry you could let the computer do more, because poetry is a little more fluid as to what can be poetry, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think what, what, what I've always been interested in is, you know, like even going back to, I'm even thinking back to like 10 or more years and thinking about when I'm kind of remembering... And I don't know if this was always there or what. Maybe I just didn't pay attention to it. But you remember, I don't know. I mean, I'm like dating or dating ourselves here, but it's fine. It's my birthday. It's just <laughs> last year. My 30s is cool. But you remember, I remember getting my first email address about 1997. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I Something like that. Well, I know when mine was. It was my senior year of high school in yeah. 1996. So there you my go. hotmail address, and I still have yeah. it. I have my hotmail address really still, too. Much, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But um, I don't know. I remember when Hotmail first came in, it was pretty clean. You didn't get a lot of spam. And then all of a sudden, at some point, around around early 2000s maybe, there just was so much spam. Uh, and you're talking about like the beginning of computer-generated spam, which happened for a while. And, and it did get kind of interesting. It was really interesting. I thought there was like a lot of po- like um, poetry there. You know, like how was, uh, how was that being generated? I feel like it was like, advertisements that were all garbled up and different pieces yeah, of copy yeah. that had been written for different purposes, like a lot of medical shit. Um, there was just like a lot of weird spam coming through. And I would, I would some, you know, some like the spam filters got better over time and that stuff would, would filter into your, in your spam, your spam folder. 
But then every once in a while, like, one would come through because it was, like, extra interesting or it was, like, maybe more mimicking a human email rather than a non-human email. And just like, and just like the other flip side of that too, you ever like look through your spam folder and you're like, oh my God, I, I missed an email from like a friend that like sent it like, wow, which friend, which friend somehow composed or which business or company that you were looking, waiting for an email somehow composed an email that was strangely like spam. So like yeah, it flips, yeah. it goes both directions, you know, but I always kind of thought that, that well, some of that I, early stuff yeah. was kind of interesting. And why was it interesting? I think because. Part, I keep going back to this part phrase. Of it wasn't very. They weren't very good at it yet. Is part of what made it. Interesting. They weren't good at spam yet. Well, they weren't good at. They weren't good at controlling the computer's output in the same way that they are now, right? So there was a lot more unintentional stuff, yeah. Char- characters, weird yeah. things. But I think I think people. I feel like people throw that away, and they don't, or like maybe. Your poet, poet, your, your, I don't know. I think, I think for most poets that that is just like a little bit too far out. But I remember some people experimenting with that spam at the time, but yeah. We definitely did. Um, I remember Chandler and I were playing with it like really early in our MFA where we would, we would create these like data, these like just like, like, um, documents just full of spam. And we wouldn't really use them as like, they would end up kind of sometimes being lines in poetry. More so, they would be like a jumping off point to do something yeah, with, yeah. you know? And a lot of times, I keep coming back to the same phraseology and terminology, but I like to look at it as profitable ambiguities. Like, these things that, these things that the neural networks or the computers or those spam bots or whatever the f- they were, I don't know exactly what it takes to create all that spam. But it kind of ended up mincing words and chopping up these words in such a way where, like, I'm not going to say all of it was great, but occasionally yeah, you would but get you a would line get and you would be like, this line is brilliant. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The seeming brilliance of random randomness. No. So I did a little experimentation last night because I've been thinking about this for a while, about using these text-generating neural networks. So I took this one... It's called, I don't know how you say this in real life. Basically, it's like a shortened ver- a shortened form of text generator. It's text, G-N-R-N-N, and it's free on GitHub. Okay. But it basically, like, it's, like, run through Python. But now, because Google has this tool, um, TensorFlow... And so, so there's a bunch of, which is basically, I don't exactly understand it because it's really complicated, but it's basically some kind of like machine learning tool that a lot of people who are developing machine learning things are using this, this thing from Google TensorFlow. And because it's open for anyone to use, a lot of the people doing it are making the things they're doing with it free. So I was, I started installing Python on my computer to run this text generating uh, neural network on my computer until I looked around a little more and realized now you can run it right on your Google Drive and it's actually faster than it would be on your computer, which makes sense. Oh, because it's all up in the cloud. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can just upload your input to your Google Drive into the correct folder and it will uh, use that as the input for the, for okay. the text generating. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on TensorFlow's website right now. It's pretty interesting. Um, 
Um, wow. Okay. So it's a, for deep, deep learning models. Yeah. So this is like starting to get a little more, more interesting and complicated, right? Because now the, the computer is using your input and it is chopping things up and we'll read some in a second. And sometimes you can recognize the things, especially like it goes through different epochs. Like you can tell how many epochs to run. And in the beginning, especially, you can see a lot more tell where, tell that is just cutting up the source material. But as it gets further on, it's making up words and combining things a lot more. It's really coming up with more of its own stuff, not just cutting up the source text. Okay. Which I think is, I think that's, I think that's actually a danger. The source text. Because I think, again, what you put in and what you get out. If yeah, you put a bunch of, of Shakespeare in and you get out a bunch of Shakespeare, like these are the uncollected shake like the uncollected Shakespeare. Yeah, well and that's like actually that's funny because in the example video for 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 using it through Google Drive for the text generator thing, that's exactly what the guy does for his example. He feeds it Shakespeare plays and Oh my god. And it comes out with Shakespeare. Oh my plays. god. Have you ever seen do you remember do you did you ever go to uh I remember they did this at UMass a couple times, I think at least once when when I was there. Do you remember ever going to like um the complete works of Shakespeare in 90 minutes? I One remember, of those plays. Yeah, I never went to it. What yeah. if, what if you took what if you took the entire collection of all of Shakespeare's works including his sonnets and his and his uh, and his plays cuz you can get that document, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can get yeah. the whole thing. And imagine putting that into a neural network and then having it rewrite a, a new Shakespeare play. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I mean there's lots of like potential of doing stuff like that, but that's pretty much what he was but, doing in this example, but the thing was the output to me was really uninteresting because of that, because it's too, it sounded kind of like Shakespeare, but of course it didn't totally make sense. But imagine like, you know? imagine if there was like a play where it was like Henry the Fourth and Falstaff and Puck and all these different characters in one play. Yeah, like you would, you could do that better if you just wrote that just yourself. Just wrote that yourself. You know, I don't know how good it would be. It would be at doing that. Sure. I think the more interesting thing with using the neural networks, if you're going to do this, is to give it like a really diverse range of sources. And now and also see what it comes up with. Yeah, yeah, diverse range of sources. See what it comes up with. But it's still the in the out, you know. And I wonder then if you could, if you could then take, you know, you could then take something that it wrote and then run it through another neural network, almost like. Well, I mean, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, because at this point, like, I don't know. Well, let's look at some of the stuff that it came up with, and we can kind of see. Yeah, read some. Read some of it. We can look at different parts of like the process of where where it is. Some of it, I think, in earlier on, you can really tell the source material. Some of it, and and I think that um, what, what you've shown me so far is interesting to me because just like a real human learning to write poetry. It kind of is doing some pre-writing before it kind of hits its stride. Well, yeah, so that's kind of the way it works. Like, in the beginning epochs, it's almost not even... It's just, like, stuttering, and it's that stuff's kind of interesting, too. Like, the, this is just... I guess it didn't give me any output for the first epoch, but from the second epoch, it's just... The strist spell the supper, she seal the sting, the sting, the still, the supping, the sprat, the stare, she steering the... Breeze the sing the sing and the sting the sing the spear sting the stare the sting the sun the still the seer the sting the spill the seer spread she supple sting the spread the spread the sting the sting the strat the sting the sting the sting the stall stress steer spear the sting the sting and the spell and it just goes on. I 
it's not it's kind of neat in a way but it's not even some of it's not even words and it's like a lot of the and s words for some reason it just keeps going through them over and over again I could I could, that that's, that sounds like a nice evocation to me with like a a, a piece for like three people like this. Yeah, I mean it could be cool. And then like the, the next chorus. the next epoch, epoch it's still kind of doing that, but it gets a little more variation, right? The bi beal sheing a simp sup so still step the wit hit wis sis bris seer spart sting in the wister creating the sing the gith that's me circled. List susting spear and in soft still wing the full sin to the sin, starting to become more variation, although maybe less actual words now. <laughs> but you know, that's still early on, that's still only the third epoch, and it starts getting better at having actual words and putting things together. Okay, so this is reminding me, I'm just I'm just like just again spitballing here, but it's reminding me almost in a certain way how a child learns to understand language. And it reminds me a little bit of how James Joyce wrote Portrait of Artists as a Young Man, because like, remember, like, the first chapters are, like, written as a child, right? They're, like, written, like, as a child would write, or as a child would think, right? Kind of like how... Well, not that young of a child. Well, not that yeah. young of a child, but, but, like, you could go back even further. Or, like, um, remember how Faulkner... In as I lay dying, he like wrote like my mom's a goldfish, like the little kid, like yeah, 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 writing it from the perspective of a child. So there's this interesting idea of like doing a book of poems where it's like the 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 the, the AI is learning, the the AI is learning how to write. No, no, look, I, I want to play with this. stuff. I just want to tell you how funny this yeah. is because Bienvenue right now is like holding. I'm gonna take a picture of this for the show. It's a lot of pages, but he's like it's showing like, like this insane it's amount just of a ton of text of writing. Because like, I ran it through a hundred epics because I was trying to get a <laughs> hundred epics. I was trying to I was trying to have it get better. I was trying to find a part in the middle though, just to kind of give the idea. Like sometimes you can see what the source is early on because it hasn't gotten that far yet. It's it's really just. Kind of cutting a lot of stuff up, like we were talking about. But there was a funny part I was trying to find that everyone's going to recognize part of the source, at least. Oh, weird. I wonder. I don't think that could be in the source anywhere. It came up with the word wigger on its own. Wow. <laughs> I don't think that was in the source material anywhere. <laughs> Pretty early Are you on. sure it's not like someone who like fits heads for wigs? Well, I think that, that because I know there's one poem that has a lot of wig stuff in it that I included, so that's probably how it got there, but it's pretty funny that it came up with that. <laughs> I was trying to find this one part because it had something everyone's going to recognize, but now I can't find it, of course. I thought it was fairly early on. But I mean, there I don't know, I guess I can't find it, but it, there's just some really, you know... So, like, this is somewhere in the middle, I guess. What epic are we on here? This is epic 50, like 50 on. And now it's starting to get, like, really interesting stuff, right? Where'd you pull the content from? Did you just... So, I don't know if I want to reveal okay, exactly fine. what my content was, but I put all of my... You said epics. All of... No, no so ep, that's what it's like. Each version is like an epoch. That's just, like, the term for the neural networks. Like, Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, every time, right? So it's a different epic. Like, so you could set it to just run. Like, most people do, like, ten times. Because it takes a while for it to learn. To so I'm going to ask a dumb question. Is, is the word epic and the word epoch related? Um, I don't think so. Okay. But I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the etymology on Ep that. I don't think so, yeah. Okay. Just the root? I mean, they just start with EP, right? Yeah. But that's, like, 
That's epi is a really common. Epi is a really common, okay. Greek. So, Greek yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so it's different epics. I don't want to reel everything that I fit in, but I fit in all of my, well, not all, but like I fit in all of Adam Parler, all of those long poems that I did, and then I fit, fit in a smattering of poems that I like by different people that I happen to have. Like, it really was like a lot of stuff that I've given to my creative writing students so I could just copy-paste the text in to the source thing. Yeah. I also put a variety of song lyrics in there from different sources. Okay. And that's pretty much it, right? So it's got a lot of different things that it's pulling from. And it's funny, especially like my own stuff, I can definitely recognize when it comes up. Sometimes it's still close enough that I can tell, oh, that's where it got it from. But then, and some of the source material that I know well, I can tell, oh, it pulled it from that. But then some things it can't. This gives like a new, a new understanding to the, the term like close reading. <laughs> it's weird. Right? Because well, I feel like the stuff you've shown me of this, 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 this stack of pages that you did spit out right now, like you have to actually get into it and, and, and find where the gems are. Yeah, like it's no, not. Absolutely. It's not just like, like you, it's not just I like mean, the neural just, network didn't just write like a fucking you perfect. Can't just read the stuff, but not all the pop, right? pop album. Yeah, right? let's get some from like here's like Epic Fifty, so like halfway through. Let's just see how it's developing here. Proportional roulette, brew one protectorian gestrictments like to the dead. Many insigum with the gray coat from the slot of the star passes. Blue rectangles away, revealing in sardalaps. I sippant a bottle trucks. I'm with the phantom, is not through me. Trying up and straight, I see the shuns of a purpoint. Don't let us, its own submit, local Frankie pinching. Breaking from the silver metalloid to the silence, the selfish is not in heart. <laughs> so, it's getting interesting. But, like, sometimes I can tell, like, silver metalloid, well, I think I gave it that translation of Cesar Vallejo that it's like, so the pale metalloid heals you. So I know that's probably where it got metalloid from because that's a get the word silver common from. word. Well, silver was probably in a lot of stuff, right? But it's interesting that it does that, right? That's like fifty in, fifty in, and there's other things where you can you can pick up some of the thing it's doing, but it's all like all over the place. Here, let's see. We're gonna give you some random pages. See. Maybe you can just try some. I don't know. Pick anything from that. We're a little further on now, but we're still not at the end epics. We're not up to like 100 yet. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Temperature, 1.0. Well, that's... that's that. It tells you that every time. So that's, again, part of the... Uh, the so every time it says epic, 69 out of 100 or whatever, like whatever number it is out of how many it ran. And then the temperature is... How accurate it's being to the original source, to how accurate it's trying to be to the original. So the temperature goes down the further along it gets. Like, it should be, like, what is the temperature? Like, zero point something at that point? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, some of these words are really interesting because it's, mix it's, it's it mixing. It's mixing a lot of words. It's yeah. mixing, but it's also mixing symbols. Like, this one's, like... Spedding, but with a pound symbol, like a British pound symbol in the middle of it. The density of the spirit toward sky, a self, is playing. Fentinati. Call me with the miller ends. But this is the root. Coining. Don't telling. Forward to be a secret. And die soul pines for your children. Don't scream. The, the Obanic 
its hands on the boulevards, when the hallways into he, citro, load of the day, soft, ghostful of the horizonate down, synchronism in a grandson. Muckley, Sandbone, even a candle in the cottage of Occidental Despair, as the clinch, drow rounds, the trees of each silent terungle, and you believe, some, no wrought, she would be better, and look at it, when lay time I turn, I into the leaves, you into more it was caught of my wife. Scrawl! When we all <laughs> night on the grass, and red wave of the wecker, I saw the beautiful birds. To divert paint in snow, up in Stopacus, barrel steady behind from a blue destiny, absurd a blue suit, to parg as a fig. Let us Judah pale? <laughs> <laughs> there's so much good stuff, though, but it's weird. There's a lot of filler stuff. But the hard thing is, I think, I know, I, I haven't really gone through yet and started picking it up, picking out good material, but, like, the problem is, some of the, like, you don't want to eliminate all the weird stuff that it's doing either. Like, you want to keep a bunch of that, because that stuff's really interesting. But then you, there's stuff where it just gets... There's, there's interesting things that are happening where I think, like, it's, it's, it's almost wants to put a word there, like, my mind is seeing a word, so... So here it comes back to the, again, like the human mind coming back into the machine learning. Well, that, yeah, like that's, this. That's something else I was going to say. Is I wonder, I want to play with giving it more input, but I worry that if I give it too more, too much input, because one of the nice things now is it does come back to things. Like it gets obsessed with certain words and, and certain phrases and keeps coming back to them. Right. Like, dude, this part is so is so interesting. You, they, liable to get me. His buddies that line the barren each of the sea. What a descurred by cordolists springing, having the passenger's body so that I take up one morning just the grip it, pink sweated to the brillet I done. The was had sigactus of faded sail sailing breezes, my wrestle sequence. Oh, live my heart. This afternoon is sad without sir. Exiting on, on any way, everlast, each salt pounding to the fifth. Please, it will be all this what are swept with cryptology of middle matinate, equal patenting with a complex confusion, torms. I've got too many hens for not to have no roosters on my supplicated, <laughs> believe contrasts scraping the past protectionists of false arrests, sit reticules, by all those swearing alone with the talts gob of Bob, worn flames of ours, of his cigarine, unshewing holy felt, let me a lot on walk in natural every rose, soothe every pea coming to kill, and I asked hi. I mean, there's... I don't know, there's, some, there's something there, there's something there. But then it, it like comes up with these amazing you... made-up words, like this word... Frostponamic, <laughs> F-R-O-S-T-H-P-O-N-A-M-I-C, Frostponamic. That's an amazing made-up word. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, there's just some great stuff. I mean, that's something that I don't think a lot of poets are thinking about, like making up words and, 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 and these sort of interesting things. So I think there's something we can learn from some of this. Absolutely. And, and uh... 
I love these made up words. I love these um um wait, what did you call it one time where it's like you just take two words and well, smash it like together. A portmanteau, yeah. Portmanteau, portmanteau, right? And uh I just think there's there's some interesting pieces here. Conticonate. Yeah. I don't know how it came up with that. C O N T I C O N A T E. Salacious. C-E-L-L-A-T-I-O-U-S. I mean, it's like... Slaves. The Arabella's spy, the difference, have sailed to you, are about the slotten and sand of and worms along the tasted of figures that engulf the sounds of my wings. Dude, that's so good. There's so, so much... In this part, it uses plantain as a verb. It says, I'll plantain. Huh, I'll plantain. Which is awesome. It looks like... <laughs> plantain looks like it could be a verb. Can you Can you have it... I mean, this just spills it out in paragraph form. Is there any way that... Well, that's the only thing, like... Well, it actually doesn't, like, in the actual thing, but I couldn't figure out how to print it out directly. It does, Put it but in. it's it's just all... it's It can't really figure out line breaks. It's just kind of doing it. There may be some way to tweak that, but I haven't figured it out yet, if there is. Maybe, there's, maybe what you have to do is take this and then drop it into something else and then have that do line breaks. Yeah, it might, it might have to be something like that. Syllables or something. I don't know. I think I'm going to have fun playing with this, though, and seeing, seeing what it does. I mean, there's so much good stuff in here. I don't know. I think it would be really easy. This is 100 pages of content. If I cut this down to... You got a chap. You got a chapbook here. Uh, chapbook. You can do a full length book. You take a full length book. Cut this down to sixty pages. I say cut it down to sixty pages. Get, let it. Let it figure out a name for it, and then put it out as like a put it out as a book. I know, but what do I? How do we list the computer author? Of and then author? and then submit it to the Yale Younger Poets uh, <laughs> contest. It's like I am not in the age range, but the computer is. I guess yeah, the computer's just a babe. The computer is definitely from young. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. Yeah, it's only it's only it's only six years old. Um, <laughs> Tilaminas of fish. I don't know what a tilamina is. Is that an actual word or is that a made up word? The brain and the sea when the water fussed duck was a withering child root. <laughs> There's some cool stuff here. There's, There's definitely awesome stuff. Yeah. Oh, let's see the very end. Does it start making more sense at the end, or does it continue to be wonderful? <laughs> Now is it is it is it like as it goes on is it learning does it does it know more at the beginning as it does at the end like can you run this through it again and Oh so I guess I told you wrong so notice like each epic it does multiple temperatures so it does like one closer one further away right so like I'm looking at epic 100 it's got a temperature 0.2 section a temperature 0.5 and a temperature 1 Yep I see it temperature 0.2 temperature 0.5 temperature 68 of 100. I mean, I like that almost as like, uh, like, uh, like epics, epochs 1 through 100. Like, like that's the first book of the, of this AI, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just learning, you know? Well, I know. That's why it's so like hard to figure out what to do with it. I'm going to have to play with it because it's, it's so tempting to just present it as it is. I mean, because you totally could. I mean, I don't know who would have the time to read this whole thing, but you could, I mean, even just printing this as it is would be interesting, but it would probably be more interesting to play with it. Uh, I, I do like the idea of just printing it as, as a body, you know? I mean, we could run a bunch of that and do, and do a, a, a or you could make a, a source book. text. You could make a book where that's just the back matter is this. 
Like, you could say, this is all made out of this, but here's the original. Here's the original. This is what it came out of. Right? And I would break it up. I would break it up a little bit, like, in each each uh, epoch. And yeah, just, like, have it that. have that as, like, the title. Epoch 64 of 100. I saw two little crazy boys crying with my tongue. His shoes, I kill, I thought I killed through Prakus of Tobol and Hand How. He asking my arms pre-graded blow seed parts. <laughs> <laughs> Some weird stuff in here. I saw two little crazy boys crying with my tongue. That's oh my god! Weird. Oh my god! Look at this this line right here. This line is crazy. Uh, uh, the right before that line is traffic turned on the lither from the recadence. The tide won't give up the print. The cramber and clear. That's so good. The tide won't give up the print. I don't know. I think it started getting conscious here for a second. But Shut this up. is the robot, and you are dead. Shut up. It says it that. Says that. <laughs> these robot, these, this AI is like predicting that it's gonna last. Like it's just like it knows that it's it knows that it's like forever. Simbaria of your heart is is hung later. The columnal narrations of faith. Should we climple in this muses around a geo taper stone siantun with its dark steady but out o r from the white building and the inanimate u favorational passing soda glimpse behind the same country? But I don't care if the surface oh, as he so came to me in an impergal procession. Is a regatta of loose was. <laughs> I think a lot of the best stuff is in the middle parts. That's what you've got. Like the end part's not as good, although there's some good stuff in here. The time has no ons of his cock. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. oh my god! This dude. This says this is like again. It gets like self-reflexive. The sade again in the bedroom. Wherever sure it is not inhuman. The wish to slide. On a secret cred, as if they swimmer, let in quick, spast up familia magic all runs and tall, a fit angel shows. I guess it's always gonna have stuff that sounds like it's getting okay. Getting but conscious. It, it, yeah, Here's another one. Uh, the last consummate necked the mechanic. I am born. I want more to lance to eat, a descent to death. <laughs> So apparently, if you're not if you're not um, really up, uh, let's just let's just be honest. If you're not up on machine learning, you can actually do a machine learning crash course um, with the TensorFlow API, and you can look this up. It's developers.google.com forward slash machine dash learning forward slash crash dash course. You can look it up on Google, and you can actually do. There's a self study guide for inspiring machine learning practitioners. And there's 25 lessons. There's a bunch of exercises it takes you through. Um, it's a 15 hours of study that huh. you, you can do it on. And uh, there's lectures from Google researchers and case studies and interactive visualizations, which is really important, like the UI and like how you visualize the algorithms in action, like how you see the data, I think is really interesting as well. Because yeah. there's all this data, but then us as humans are making these leaps of logic and you're trying to understand it and port it, but you can't really quite 
grasped it. So well, there's this whole what thing you're trying to do, I guess. But yeah, there's this. Be. But there's this cool thing. I mean, I, I want to take this 15 hours of machine learning through, yeah, through Google just neat. to yeah. just to see you know what's happening um, with this. I mean, I think. But it's but it's kind of an awesome time. There's all this cool stuff to play with. This is not hard to use this text generating neural network. I mean, it's really not difficult to do, and it comes up with cool shit. So yeah, we're putting out a chapbook series that's just written by AI. I think we should do a it's kind of cool full length <laughs> book series written by AI. That's, we're gonna make Bill do this as a dialogue as a, book. We're gonna do a series of. <laughs> Of, of Honestly, if we backed it up with, books. if we could back it up with, you know, like some, like a, like a, like a white paper, and and you know, if we could back it up with something, and we could actually make it decent, I, don't I, know. I think Bill would be in for it. I don't know who's going to buy these books exactly. Although there's cool stuff in it. I don't know. Maybe proof of concept. Once we have one, maybe. It, I mean, okay, good cover design, an interesting name on the cover, the concept of it, forthright. I think people are going to want to buy I mean, it. even just without doing anything to this, just the shit we're reading, it's better than half the stuff I read when I go to a poetry <laughs> reading. Like, you know, half the stuff you hear is much worse than that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's rooted in the human... It's A lot of it's so rooted in this, like, you know, this, like, re- repetitive human condition. And I think, like, now we have to be conscious of and aware of the fact that, like, AI is now part of the human condition, whether we like it or not. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to play with. I mean, there's a, quite a bit to play with here. But it's also interesting, though, because it's still not at the point that it can really do it by itself. It does all this cool stuff, which to me is more fun anyway. But then you still have to like do something with it. Well, we're, it's we're not going to just give you a product. But we become the editors, just like yeah. just like just like we would be the editors of anybody's poetry chapbook that comes across and so, that wants us to publish it or wants us to work on it or do a thing or design it. You know. Yeah, except it's a little more than editing, right? Because you're you're doing more than just like what you have to do is still pretty the touches big, yeah, right. It's not just like cutting out things that need to be cut out. Oh, well, you could do it that way. You, you could do it. You could do an erasure. I was just going to say that an eraser, like which would be interesting, an erasure of the of the AI neural network poetry. Well, that's what would be a cool series. Maybe someone could do it that way. Like, you could have different ways of people... T- I mean, everyone's choosing what they feed into the to the computer, first of all. But then ha- what you do with it after is totally up to you, too, right? Or like we talked about, I'd like to try that. Now, that might be the next thing to find. It'd be awesome to find... to If there is an open-source visual neural network out there, to feed a bunch of visual poetry into it and see what it comes up with from that. Or take, or take the text from the neural network uh, stuff and then feed that text into it to create visual poems. Yeah, but I don't know that it could do that. Like, I think the, the way the visual neural networks work, it's like the same as this. It's, it's examining all the images and creating other images from it. I don't know... If it can go text to image? I mean, someone could certainly create that, but I don't think we have the skill to create that. Someone would have to create something that could use new text and make new images out of that text, which would be interesting, but I don't think we could do that. But even just feeding it a bunch of existing visual poetry and seeing what it comes up with would be pretty fucking awesome. That would be interesting. So kind of like the Google Dreaming thing for <laughs> yeah. images on Google, but do it with visual poetry? Yeah. I'm sure there's some open-source visual neural networks out there. Just take a folder of a bunch of visual poetry images and give it that as its source content and see what it comes up with. It would be awesome. Uh, Google Deep Dream Generator. 
That could be a whole other book of just visual poetry. Human AI, AI collaboration. Yep, Deep Dream Generator. And then we could just take it and drop in some visual... visual. Um... Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, here's the deepdreamgenerator.com, and you can go here, and you can sign up for a new gallery, and you can do all sorts of interesting projects with it. So maybe we could start playing with this. Yeah. Creating inspiring visual content in collaboration with the AI-enabled tools. All right, listeners, we're going to do it, but y'all should do it too. Join the computer poetry writing revolution. A new movement here. I mean, it's 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 an old movement, but it's a it's but a it's, it's gonna have a this new is rebirth. like this is like three point oh. But like, like but 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 I think poetry is the perfect thing for it because poetry allows for a lot more freedom of, of form. Where I think other things people are trying to do with AI, it's actually the AI is not good enough for it yet. But AI is perfect for poetry because all the omissions and mistakes and things that drop out make for great poetry, right? I'm signing up for the <laughs> the dream generator. <laughs> well, right. that, well, that, but that's. I think that that's the crux of it. Like, I think, I think, I think that um, when you get back to process and you think about specific processes, like pen to paper, like illustration, like you have your primary pigment. You know, you have your pound. Talked about this, like even at the beginning. You know, and like I don't know. I think pound would be super fucking into this because because like you know. He was doing, like, Qingming. He was, like, make it new, make it new, right? He was taking, like, all this different, like, all these different sources, you know? Like, ABC of Reading, he was like, you don't know anything if you don't read these books. Like, this is the neoclassical, like, this is, like, the list of books you need to read, you know? Because that was his whole thing. It's like, these are the most critical hundred books or however many books. So, if you went back to ABC of Reading, oh, maybe we should go back to ABC of Reading. Just an idea. If we went back to ABC of Reading and we took all those texts that Pound says that you should yeah, use... Yeah, well, you could certainly... But that's the thing. Like, what you choose makes a difference of what it... I think I might do this with my students one day. Because it's easy enough, especially if I show them how to do it. I could have and then them they all... Could, yeah, then they could be editors. And say, everyone bring to class a text. You just need a plain text file. Put everything in it that you want to be the input for the computer. And then I'm going to show you how to run this. That would be cool, and then you have to make then you have to make some kind of poem out of it at the end. That'd be fun. Um, well, it would also teach them. I think it would also teach them um, a little bit more about editing process. So, yeah, like, so, yeah. like, oh, you bring the source text in, you, we drop it in. You I explain to you what's going on here, then you get a reply, and then you have to go in as a discerning editor and yeah, you have to turn this into something. Yeah, yeah. That you would feel comfortable it saying that you good. that you co-authored, yeah, right? Because yeah. then it would be then it's like kind of like okay, well, I wrote this with an AI. I'm going to read it now. Like that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like that yeah. idea. I like that idea of like um of like co-authorship of a piece with AI. That's neat. Yeah. I think that's yeah. neat. I think that's like we've got something there. You know, I think there's a serious uh, a serious play. I don't know. I I think at the end of the day, like again, going back to this primary pigment, like. We all have, um, uh, we all have like our own way that we compose things. We have ways that we like to write with a certain pen and certain paper and certain things. And I think that this is also another method. I think it's a little more technical and I think it's a little bit maybe out of the realm or the step of, of what people are, are used to. But I think well, that's all, what's nice about that's it. That's what's yeah. nice about yeah. it. Yeah. And, I, and you can still, 
But that's the thing. Then what you do with what gets generated is still going to be idiosyncratic to the way that you put things together, right? Which will be interesting, too. I don't know. All right. Well, we, we talked a lot about this, and this is good, but I've got things to do, and you need to get ready for your party. Yeah, and I'm like actually like going now. Now you got me going down the the rabbit hole of the the deep dream generator. I'm gonna try to futz with some uh, concrete visual poetry and see yeah, what'll happen when works. we put that. that. Maybe cool. that'll be another episode. We can cool, talk right? about what the deep dream generator can do with visual poetry. Yeah, that yeah. could be fun. Well, I can share. Or do you already have that folder with all the visual poetry we collect? I do. Yeah, we can yeah, just drop all that. Drop in. that in there. See what it does with it. That'd be awesome. Yeah, very cool. All right. So if you're in New Orleans, uh. Reading's coming up this week. I don't know. You got your Lucky Bean reading coming up? That's going to be on November 5th, so I think Never too early to another, talk about it. another episode before that. But yes, that's coming up. Anoka Carolyn Embry is the feature reader. It'll be in the Marcellus Jazz Studio. I guess we'll probably put up some kind of signs to show you how to get there. So, I mean, if you go in through the main Anoka entrance, you should be able to find it. We'll either have some signs or have someone down there directing people, I guess. Cool. And it's an open mic, so bring stuff to read. Yeah, bring... Oh, cool, it is open mic. Oh, and I did... It's it a is feature, open so mic, it's yeah. a feature plus an open it's mic. One feature, one feature, and then the rest is just open mic. I like so that. it's 6.30 to 8. So the plan is, feature has a half hour to read, and then there's an hour and a half of open mic if there's that many people, or if there's not, we'll just end early. <laughs> well, it's the first reading, and it's going to be a new series, and it's going to be geared more toward the high school students at NOCA. Well, it's supposed to be, I mean, I don't want it to be geared towards that, but we do want high school students to come, but I want it to be a mix. Like, that's kind of the idea. I want it to be our regular poetry community interacting with these younger poets, I think, is the way, like, that's, to me, what's interesting about it, right? Uh, Yeah, nice. But we'll remind again when that's coming up. Oh, I did go to the new reading at Kava. Okay. That... Carolyn Zimmer put on, and uh, it was pretty interesting, and it was a good a good turnout. There was about 20 people, which is about what that place can hold. It's a small place. Um, up, up on Oak? Yeah, on Oak. Uh, and they're going to be continuing to do that every month. No, they're doing it every week, I think. I'm sorry. We- that's a weekly reading, so that'll be coming up this Wednesday if you want if you want a reading to go to this week. A lot of stuff going on right now. All right, well, I don't know. We'll be back again with some other... Poetry stuff next week. I don't know what. Maybe we'll have a guest again next week. Yeah, I think we can find guests. We'll just pull some off the street. All right. That's been another episode of No Good Poetry. See you next week.